0: This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency.
1: Welcome to my city. Bring you to my city. Let you ride around my city. I can show you around my city. Welcome to my city. Bring you to my city. I can show you around my city. It's my city.
0: Welcome back to another episode of South Bend Beat. This week we have on Nathaniel Hoff and Jillian Spies of the Bergamot. The Bergamot is an American indie folk rock band. They're based out of Brooklyn, New York, but they're originally from South Bend. They got their big start by winning the 2012 Bud Light Battle of the Bands. And then they were in the national spotlight again when they went on their Unity tour across all 50 states, spreading messages of Unity written in Sharpie on their vehicle, um, and they raised a ton of money for a great cause. They were back in South Bend to play a show. They were here for Mayor Pete's announcement, um, and they were kind enough to drop by and do a quick podcast. So enjoy this one. Here's the Bergamot. So Nathaniel and Jillian from the Bergamot, we're happy to have you back in South Bend. Thank you. We're so Glad happy to be, to be with you. What are you doing back in town?
2: Oh, man, we were brought back for a very special weekend this last weekend, which was not only VegFest, but it was also Mayor Pete was making a right. big yeah. announcement yesterday.
0: So it was a big, big Sunday in South Bend. It
1: was. Yeah.
0: Now, can you give us a little bit of background on... Uh, so you're originally from South Bend, mm-hmm. um, and you've since moved on here in Brooklyn now, yes. correct? Yep. Uh, give us a little bit of your background from early age up till now and how you ended up in Brooklyn.
1: Ooh. Do you yeah. want to start on that? Uh, well, I grew up on the south side of South Bend. Cool. Uh, I was born in Michigan City and uh, went to St. Jude's. So uh, I was a falcon growing up and, uh, and then went to Marion High School. Um, at Marion, I started Well, I started playing music when I was in, at St. Jude's, playing on you know church stages and whatnot. And just uh, that was the beginnings of it. And then we uh, started writing in high school, and then we met – in high school. So yeah, when we
2: met, I was 15 and he was 17. And uh, there was just like this serendipitous blending. So I went to the old Barnes and Noble on like a Saturday night with my friend David who was friends with him, but I hadn't met him yet. And we were walking past the window and he's like, oh man, there's my friend. And he's like, oh, you gotta come and meet him. So I walked in and I met him. And that was the first time I remember meeting him in person. And then later that night, his best friend, who he was with, Al, came back, and I we were listening to the music in the back of the store. He's like, you guys, you want to come to Rocco's with us? We're like, yeah. And at this point, I was a sophomore, and they were seniors. was like, oh, my gosh, this is so <laughs> cool. And I was oh. like, Mom, can I go? Um, and so, anyway, long story short, that was, like, the beginning, really, of the rest of our lives. Yeah, that was the
1: beginning. And then after that, we um – then we went to school together at IPFW. We were actually both Division One uh, college athletes growing up. We were both golfers growing up. Okay. I grew up playing golf on Erskine and um, and Studebaker. And uh, shout out to Melanie Trowbridge, who was the pro there. <laughs> yes, everybody she knows taught Melanie. me as well.
2: Me and my sister, we got Division One golf scholarships because yep. of Melanie.
1: <laughs> yep, those those city programs that we were involved in when we were really young. And then. Um, and then we went to school together, and uh, and kept writing. And then at some point, we realized that we had something special going with the music, and uh, and we came back to South Bend for a few years. And at that point, we realized that we wanted to continue to expand our horizons and kind of find ourselves. And what I think that um, what I think when people ask us where we're from, I always say I'm from South Bend, Indiana, because that's you know where I grew up. But I found myself in, in New York, in Brooklyn. And uh, that was part of the journey that we were on and that was part of what took us there was kind of learning more about uh, life and people and how things work and going there to get that experience to have those experiences then reflect in the songwriting. And that's kind of how it all began.
0: And a quick question before we get talking about music more. Are you still golf fans? Yeah. Did you was, watch Masters Oh, yesterday? my God! Oh okay, my so we had to go.
2: We had to perform yesterday, but oh, we, we were in the behind-the-stage yeah. area, yeah. and everyone had their cell phones watching. It was, that was insane. It was unreal. That yeah. was insane. I'm just excited. Tiger Woods, man, yeah. back after the uh, 90s. I mean, I've
1: kept my eye peripherally on the golf scene over the last 10 years since we haven't really been involved, and I just know how many critics he had. and I mean, he made some really rough decisions in life, and I was devastated when I heard about what happened to him from you know what he had done with his career and but you know that comeback story at some point you have to have forgiveness in your heart and you look at him and you just think this is just somebody this is a special person who's done something special with his career and seeing what he did yesterday it's just like
2: that was crazy. it makes you
1: believe that you know you can come back that uh and i love that that journey to a second life is just amazing and what he got when he went through i mean i respect that you know i think that his his career is an interesting interesting story
0: i do too i was loving it let let's Transition back to music. I want to start with the uh, Bud Light Battle of the Bands. Yeah. So that's kind of what brought you to national yeah. prominence. Yes, um, totally. Talk about that experience. Yeah.
2: Oh my goodness. So in uh, when we were starting our career, we realized that we really wanted to make a... Footprint in America. And so, you know, when you're just starting off and you're creating music, you're like, how do we get our music out there? And we had heard through the grapevine that Bud Light was seeking the best unsigned band in America. And so at that point we looked at each other, we're like, okay, we're creating a new record. We should totally submit a song and just see what happens. And honestly, this whole idea of like, let's see what happens has kind of become like a motto in our life because being fully independent, you're just hustling every day and night. Right. And you know, we go by the motto, the world owes us nothing. We owe the world everything. And I think for our millennial generation, that's something that we found has been incredible for us because that's that could be a whole other story. But, um, So we just hustled so hard to just get the word out about, oh, we're the Bergamot. This is what we stand for. This is our music. And that, that entire contest, we beat thousands and thousands of bands, and we yeah. won.
1: And I think that what I wanted to talk about with the relation to that was that there's an intricate – uh intertwining of South Bend and us at that point in our careers because we could not have done it without the support that we got from the community mm-hmm. and i remember going back in that time it was like a band a country band from nashville one an r&b band from miami one and an independent band from south bend indiana one and it was like i just think that at that point in our careers we didn't really know what we were doing and we honestly at that we were working with musicians all sourced from the local area Uh, a violinist who had been involved in the local scene for 40 years who went with us to detroit and recorded a video and i mean the whole thing is just kind of i remember that time in my career it was like people had the people of south bend stood up and kind of gave us this this push you know the local media and it was such an amazing experience and um growing up in south bend you know everybody i think has a love-hate relationship with the city i Mm -hmm. mean you have to to really be a south bend native you have to know the good and you have to know the bad and i think at that point in our careers we were kind of lost thinking you know where are we going with this and and then we put it, uh, you know, we put it out into the into the community that we really wanted to do this, and we wanted to see if there was any support for it. And the tremendous support that we got from it made us realize, you know, there's just there was something here. That, uh, that we needed to kind of come to grips with and appreciate and that whole experience kind of opened our eyes up to the support that you could get from a community like this and um, and so it began and that was a whole relationship that we've now it's part of our mission is to always come back at least once a year to the South Bend community to play a show whether it be uh, awesome. you know we come sometimes at Three Oaks we'll do a show at the Acorn mm-hmm. or we'll come you know I know they're doing things now at the Civic Center here in South Bend which is really cool and the Morris we've done stuff we record a live album here at the Morris we always try to do things in the community to raise up the voice of the people from this area because that's part of music. is is It will always be from South Bend. Yeah. It's like a tree. That's where the roots start. And from there it's a story and a journey, but we always come back to these roots.
0: And you guys might be downplaying it a little bit, but you really did kind of get pushed into the spotlight after this. What was mm-hmm. it like going from being unsigned independent and then you're playing with some pretty big oh names that everybody mm-hmm. in the nation mm-hmm. recognizes? Yeah. What was that jump like?
2: It was... Uh... It was one of those moments in your life where you dream of things in your mind for so long and then when you're given the gift of jumping on like Mm -hmm. one of the craziest stages of your life i remember being behind the stage and and just taking a deep breath and then there's just like 15 plus thousand people out there there's like a catwalk like the the, your dream stage like million dollar (laughs) facility like uh, screens and stuff i just remember taking a deep breath and being like okay i'm ready and then walking out and feeling completely at home on the stage. So, but then the coolest part, other than obviously the performance of original music for all these amazing people and just like the hype was hanging out behind the stage with like some of our favorite bands of all time. We got to hang out uh, with All American Rejects. We got to hang out with Young the Giant. We were hanging out with, this was that was insane, but um, Wiz Khalifa and uh, who who else was there? Pitbull was there, Rider yeah, um, Rider w- went on after, and we were just we were like, what's up? We were hanging <laughs> out, that was
1: bizarre, and we were hanging out with a lot of like the, the musicians and the people in the bands and things oh, like the that. Guy, and, the
2: guy who's like, hi, hi, um,
1: nah, I can't, he's a rapper. Uh, oh, uh, Little John. Little, no, Little Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, no, was it Little John? It was Lil John. It yeah. was Lil Jon. It was Lil John. It was Lil Jon Dreads. Yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. We hung out with him for we, had, we ate serious? dinner with him yeah. and and the play. we had a really
1: intimate conversation about how he really hates the persona that has driven his career, success yeah. and career. And I thought that was a fascinating. Like here we are in the Playboy tent, like having a really great, like really honest conversation with him about his career. And I just thought it was really fascinating. Um, he's actually a real sensitive through. guy And like, yeah. people know him for
0: what and yeah but he's yeah, he's a musical genius we talked a lot with him that's about that that's the
1: frustration that he has is that he's a musical genius he's discovered Producer. so many amazing artists mm-hmm. but so many people know him for that real simple thing and, right. and that's not I mean obviously you can't bite the hand that feeds you mm-hmm. and you know there's things that you do in your career that have to be able to sustain your career but at the same time I think there is a frustration looking back thinking, right. boy, he really is a talented guy that, you know. Well, um, he changed
2: the way that I write, too, because he told, like, it was insane. We got to hang out with him for about 45 minutes and eat dinner just with him. And it was just one of those, like, weird things where we were walking to get dinner. And he was by himself and we just sat down. And he was like, come over here, hang out with me. He's like, you guys have good energy. And we're like, oh, cool. That is awesome. And he, um, he said that he always, always, always starts with the beats. So like he actually, we got to talk to him about the process of how he creates like hit songs. And that really helped even, you know, our career with what we've created. One of our newest songs, PDR, it started with this really fat, thick beat. And when you listen to the song, you can hear like it's, pre- you know, it's prevalent throughout the whole thing, but it's just all the stuff that you learn throughout you know meeting these right. insanely yeah, yeah. cool people and swimming yeah. in the ocean I mean, with younger like giant <laughs>
1: you, you get just like getting your first job you know you get in and and the the experiences that you have i mean you're at the bottom of the totem pole and you're just trying to look around and see what people around you are doing and and what, what have they done and what have they learned and at that point in our careers we were just trying to take it all in because we knew it was an amazing opportunity that was kind of gifted by this serendipitous series of events that had happened that took us to that place But then, as soon as we got to that place, we realized, you know, it's up to us to learn from here on out. I mean, this is not just something that happens in a vacuum and you just have it happen, and then the next thing, you know, you're on to the next, you know, journey. I mean, it really began kind of this series of where are we what are we learning where have we come from and it began this journey both inward and outward um and later then after that we moved to new york city but it was a whole journey of like understanding Mm -hmm. ourselves and then through that you know can the the music and developing things that were really important for us lyrics things like that and taking in life you
0: know (laughs) let's push forward a little bit more and another thing that you in the national spotlight again and a lot of people know about is the unity tour yes, yes. <laughs> so that's something when we post on social media if you had any questions it was just that 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 mm-hmm. yeah I talk agree. about the unity tour and like how yeah. that came to be and oh, how goodness. it wrapped up and everything yeah, yeah of course sure. so
2: it was 2015 and we had been living in new york for almost two years at that point yep and it was one of those things where when you live in New York City, it's like every day you wake up in New York City, you're riding a bull. Like it is, there's so much energy, there's so much going on. You really have to be focused on what you want to do and why you're there. And you, every day you have to be like, why? Like, what is my why today? What am I, what do I want to accomplish? So we kind of been going through this whole thing. We we're uh, creating a new record and that was crowdfunded with all of our fans from South Bend and all over the world. So we have an amazing tribe. And so we're at this point where we're like, okay, we're releasing a new record, and we really felt passionately because we had been touring the year before. And we were like, we could sense from place to place the conversations we were having across America in 20, like 2014, 2015, something was shifting. And it was shifting quickly, but no one was talking about it. And so we, it was 2015, we had driven from New York to South Bend. This is a really important part because not many people know this. Uh, and we were sitting in our station wagon and we were in South Bend because he had just lost his grandfather who he was super close with. And uh, he ran the clock for Notre Dame for 35 years, like this amazing guy who always wore a bow tie and everybody knew him, Charlie Weber. And so we were just getting ready for the funeral. And it was just like our hearts were broken, super vulnerable. And we were like, what do we, You when you, when you're getting ready to go to a funeral for someone you love, you start actually thinking about, you know, not only their life, but you start reflecting like, what have I done in my life? Like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? And he, he had this insane moment in the car where he put his hands on the steering wheel and he was just like, he's like, I've got it. And it was almost like this mania divine inspiration moment where I was sitting next to him and he was just like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what we have to do. Because we had been talking a lot about the culture of America, where it was going, what we had learned on the last tour. And we thought, well, what do we stand for as human beings together? And what does the Bergamot stand for? And we're like, well, welcoming and inclusivity. And he looked at me, he's like, we have to do something in this next year and we have to do it now to bring people together. And in that moment, we had this whole like download come through about okay, what do we stand for? And we were like, well, we stand for unity, unifying people and welcoming all people. And we're like, well, what are we going to do? And we had tossed around earlier, like a month or two earlier, this hilarious yeah. idea of someone, someone says, hey, sign my sign my vinyl to me. And he looked at him and said, well, sign yeah. our car. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, anything <laughs> there's anything, like, if there's wow. anything that
1: I, I hope that I bring to the table is that I try to speak as honestly as I can. And I think that the Unity Collective was one of the best, Worst decisions that we've ever made. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I'll go with, with the the worst and then I'll end on the best. I mean, the, the worst side of it was that I still have physical scars from that journey. Things that happened to my body, I'm still trying to recover. You know, when you're living in a car, trying to bring people together with the energy that was out there in 2016. That was a whiplash of an experience. We thought, hey, you know, we're a band doing something in New York, and we've come from Midwestern roots and blah, 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 and all these things. And then we thrust ourselves out into the country, and next thing you know, you're sleeping in the car, you're crashing at squat houses. I mean, you're talking to people, having conversations you're just like, Every once in a while you just have this moment where you wake up in a conversation or in the middle of the night and you're where am I and what am I doing and why am I how is this happening (laughs) to me? And you know, and we, we, we leveraged everything that we had, all of our credit cards to this day, still trying to recover from credit card debt associated with that tour. Um, it was brutal out there and I think if you look back at 2016 and you look back at where we've been over the last four or five years as a country and I think that that story reflects the story of the country was not easy we assumed a ton of debt that debt is super detrimental to us I know there's tons of people that we met across the country who you know they're telling us their life story hey you know I got college debt I've got these things that I can't get over and they're telling us this and it's like dude I'm going through the same thing like we've got these interest rates and blah, blah blah and so It was a tough, tough decision for us to do at the time. And it looks back and we're like, oh, man, like that really like I feel I still wake up tired some mornings. and I'm like, am I tired because of that trip or what? And (laughs) And, uh,
2: Well, well, one one thing I want to add real quick, though, before you get into the good part is it for some people who are just listening and don't know who we are. Um, So the Unity Collective tour, we did all 50 states. It was 250-plus shows, 50,000 miles across America during 2016, during that election period, which meant that we would do do a performance in a city almost every single day, and we would have people sign their message of Unity on our station wagon. And then at the end of that, we auctioned the car off on eBay and took all of the money, 100% of the proceeds, and put it into... What was once Memorial Children's Hospital, they call it Beacon Children's Hospital, to help their music therapist stay on and to help that program thrive.
1: And when you're driving in a car yes. that's signed with all these signatures, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you can't are hide. On. You, you are can't on. hide from anybody, anywhere, <laughs> no. any time in the country. There was nothing that we could do. There was never a moment where we could just get away because we were in this thing that embodied something so much greater, and yeah. we needed that in our country in 2016. And we need it now, but I mean, back then it was like, it just felt like fighting an uphill battle. And then the thing that I say, but the best part about it, the best part about all of that was the stories that we, the people that we met, the stories Mm -hmm. that they shared with us, the honesty that people gave us. It was like we had this perspective that we could carry forward in our lives that people really are amazing, decent, um, intuitive, um, reflectful people, and they're out there in the world. It's just that. You know, sometimes the 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 mass media that we have to consume in order to get everybody on the cattle belt is, you know, is not servicing the nuances of humanity. And I think on that tour, it reminded us of what it is, what it means to be human, what it means to relate with people that you don't know and that don't look like you and that don't talk like you and don't think like you and i think that getting in those relationships and talking it out and really showing up into a community i mean this tour was not something where we showed up and people like oh my god the bergamot it was more like who the heck are you and why is your car all messed up yeah was like well let's have a conversation about peace and unity and it was like what like you're crazy and so but no that was how it all began and the best thing was is that the lessons that we learned from those people was like you know this is this is how you change the world this is how you change the world it's not by being flashy and and if you go and people who are familiar with our story know that it was that year was marked by people who helped us out along the way but also people who snubbed us along the way and i think that that's the story of humanity it's not always going to be easy but Mm -hmm. if you just keep pushing forward and we're still pushing forward to this day uh you know trying to finish things that we committed to back then it's just if you just keep pushing forward, you never know where it's going to take you, and you just have to believe that wherever it's going to take you is going to be better than where you are today. Love
0: it, and a few questions um, that came in via social media from Cassie. I think you touched on all three, but if you want to expand yeah, on any of them, yeah, of course. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, the three were: uh, was there an individual moment or story that inspired your message of peace and positivity? Mm-hmm. Who ended up with the car? You mentioned mm-hmm. yep. how much money did you raise from it mentioned and how many miles on it? So if there's any of that, you want to expand sure. on, go ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah.
2: going to tell, I actually was going to go into this after what he was saying. One of my favorite moments on tour was, uh, I was probably having my most vulnerable. Uh, I was just super sad. Like, so the thing is, uh, I don't get sad a lot cause I try and stay super positive. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we were in Nashville, Tennessee, and we had been touring now for, maybe four months so we were halfway through the tour and it was just like it gets exhausting out there i mean you're constantly every day you're like where are we sleeping and you can't you can't stay in hotels it's not like we could afford to stay in a hotel every night so you're just like relying on the kindness of humanity and um I just remember I was literally in the unity car and you you forget the outside. I mean, it's messages of positivity wrapped around. We had like 10,000 plus messages from all over all walks of life, every nationality and signatures. And I'm inside and I'm literally crying and I'm just like, what are we going to do next? How are we going to afford to get to the next place? I'm having like literally a breakdown moment, okay? And I'm like, oh, I was no, like not his he, yeah, yeah, he's listening yeah. to me and I'm just like I don't know what to do and I'm literally crying. And I Stay get hand on the wheel. Yep. I get a knock on my window and this is just, this is normal. This was normal life at this point. Someone knocks on the window from like this side, my window. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like wiping my tears. I roll down the window and I look and I go, I go, yes. And it's this guy, this really awesome guy who's smiling so big, he's like, all he says is, wow, what is this? (laughs) And I just, you have to snap out of your like doldrums and be like, okay. Um, this is the unity car. We're taking it all 50 states. We're inviting everyone to sign their message of unity and radical inclusivity. I've got to, I got a whole bucket full of Sharpies. If you want to do it, you, know, you just got to get out of yourself and get back into it. And I just remember what happened from that moment is I got out of the car. I met him and he, looked at me and he was just he was like our age he's like millennial um and he just said you know you don't see stuff like this and this is incredible because I've been really struggling in my life lately I was having a really bad day I saw this he's like you know just to know that there's people fighting out there for unity for all people and oneness he's like that just makes me feel so good inside and um he invited us this is so this is like classic but he's like look he's like you guys are awesome he's like I work at this restaurant he's like come there tonight he's like, like I want to buy you a dinner. So we literally got dinner. Like well this is just like on like my lowest day. I'm like mm-hmm. what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And this little One like, hands
1: this- looking at our bank account, the others looking at the gas tank figuring out how are we going <laughs> to make we this, work? this, happen? And <laughs> this gonna, like, work? And then this like and it was just how like, you know,
2: that that's like a simple Moment but one that I will never forget and there is so much like profound moments around the car like that We're talking like thousands of moments like that with people all over the world that kept us going that kept each other going but it was like this magical mysterious force almost around the car like when you would see it it was just so much love on it so it's like you couldn't help but smile like we'd be at stoplights people would roll down their window like what is this I needed this today I was having a bad day or it was just something to lift up the nation city to city person to person state to state Mm -hmm. and And that was powerful yeah and
1: I think and in true Americana style in the way that like (laughs) you can only imagine a journey like that would not be glorious and amazing but yet more of a a madness and a series of insane decisions that just led to you know something that I hope goes on. And um, but what I wanted to say was cu- three. Th- I'll answer all three very. I'll try to be as quickly as I can. Three hundred and thirty-five thousand miles was on the car when we were done. We started at <laughs> two seventy. Uh, so we'd been touring for a while that up thing until was beast. that point. Oh, that it, thing it's, was still, a beast. it's still alive right now, driving. Well, I <laughs> think it was a beast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you're really into the details, I mean, I'll just throw this out there. So we reached out to Volvo, and this is, a, this is 2016, man. This just says it all. And I just think at that time they were just like, oh, Unity. And like, uh, we're trying to be, you know, like we're trying to be the next Lexus or whatever. And Mm -hmm. we don't want to, we don't want, we're not interested in this type of like Like grassroots campaign. So we were like, okay, so that was a good snub. But, anyways, (laughs) so we were like, okay, so that was like, so 330,000 miles. Number two, how much did the car sell for? I think that this is an amazing part of the journey. I wish that I could say it raised a million dollars online and we funded a whole music department for years. The truth is, is that I think the auction ended on eBay. I think after fees and everything, we sold it for like $1,500. It was an open auction. We did the most that we could. But what we found was that the value of the car, we could have sold it for scraps for 700 before the journey started. So if we look at a if we look at the percentage that's a 100% increase in the value of the car. So I look at that and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, hey, you know, we did something better, but I think the silver lining in that is, you know, maybe people weren't ready to buy the car and we had to auction off. We were so broke at the end of the journey. We couldn't even afford to rent a garage to store it anymore. And the thing is is that what I think happened was We met so many people along the way, though, that had donated directly to the the children's uh, hospital, the music therapy department, and we had received letters along the way from the department saying, hey, you know, we had received this on your behalf. And so I think that the the awareness and what had happened through that journey, Mm -hmm. that the part of the auction was part of the success, but it was also part of the journey was, you know, seeing and meeting these people along the way who ended up supporting the cause. And then the last thing I want to say- Well, hold on, say... the person
2: who got it, I have to mention something. So so when we started creating music in South Bend, you know, getting our footing, and right after we won the Bud Light Battle, the bands, mm-hmm. there was- there was a shop called Junk Evolution, and it's still there, um, you know? And so the person who started that, her name's Char, she was one of the first supporters of us as the burger when we started. She followed our entire journey, and when we auctioned it off, she was the highest bidder, and she won the Unity car, which is amazing, because I actually realized this three days ago. I had an epiphany. She created a store called Junk Evolution. When we started the Unity car, a tour, uh, the Unity car for scraps was worth $700 and then by the end she... She was the highest bidder yeah. <laughs> on a piece of junk that was transformed into an art piece, an Americana art piece. And she has the Unity car today, and it's still being driven by her son in Nashville. Which That's is, awesome. And isn't that so
0: cool? So you can still see the car in Nashville, maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah you, no, maybe you, you, pass you can. If I'm you're around, you could see it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. yeah the and final. They cha- Wait, they changed the plates to say Unity, which That's is so awesome. cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, the final thing that I wanted to say was, and this was something that I literally feel like I'm just quoting from the tour Um, something that we met, somebody that we met. It was at a half, what they called like a halfway house in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it was like right on the edge of uh, kind of like a developing part of town with a more established part of town. And it was this house where people could meet and people from one part of town could meet the people from other part of town and help them get out of their situation, figure out a way to get out of the cycles that they were in, in the the Mm, more difficult mm -hmm. developing part of town. And I remember the, the gentleman who stood next to the car is probably 21 years old and he was getting a mentoring session and he just really was dedicating himself to getting outside of it. And he, we just had this moment in front of the car where he said, you know, this is what the country needs right now. We need more stories like this. And he kept looking at us and every time he said the word need, it just was like it was coming from a place of such raw honesty because he was saying, you can't expect people to do things if they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. If people live in a cycle and they can't break that cycle and they can't see outside of that Mm -hmm. cycle, we as a culture cannot expect people to step outside of that Mm -hmm. cycle. So it's our job, if we're given great resources coming and great support that we've received from South Bend, from my parents, from her parents, all along the way, we've been given something that we now have a responsibility to go out and make the world a better place. And I hope that when people listen and see that journey, that they see themselves in us, someone who's trying to find themselves, who's lost. But along that way of finding ourselves, we found other people who could help us along the way. And what they did and what they taught us was, that's what role that's what leadership roles are that's why we need good leaders that's why we need people in our culture that can help break the cycle of continuing to fight with each other and the infighting that goes on because people are looking to the leaders to show us a new way, to show us a different way of doing things that's not the same as the past. And I think that in that moment with him standing there next to the car and we were all just having this moment, it's in our documentary and I can't wait to share that, but it's taking time and energy to finish. The thing that kills me about the whole thing is that there's so many people out there looking to get out they're looking for a way to improve themselves. They want what's best for their community, for their family, for their kids, for their husband, their wife, but they just don't know the way. And I hope that with the Unity Collective, people can see that there is a way and that way is not always associated with something bad or negative or having to exploit yourself, but rather there's a wholesome way to bring people together. And if you can bring people together, anything is possible, but in that same regard, we still have to be weary of power and we have to be weary of money and all the things that can undermine all that development and get back to the human side of it. And when you get to the human side, you discover things about people that make you happy and make you excited to be on this planet at this point in time.
0: I love it. Very cool. And we usually wrap up with uh, some random que- random questions, but before we get to those, um, another thing we like to ask all the guests, um, maybe a young couple is listening right now and they want to be you in mm-hmm. five, ten years Um, what advice would you have for them to scale up to that, to reach that level of accomplishment? Start
1: small. Start small, as small as you can go. And that, for me, it was like, you know, start with the music, start with the single note. You know, be able to sing a song, be able to do those basic things. Don't go for the big grandeur before you can master the internal. Mm-hmm. Start with yourself. Start with, in our case, the music and maybe it's cooking or maybe it's whatever. But start with those tasks and master those tasks. I think of in Japanese culture where, you know, if you want to become an artist, you have to draw like a thousand um uh, Uh, birds and you know and it's like that it's the same thing return back to the simple task, master that and then begin there and then let it grow from there and let it be somewhat organic but also self you know driven
2: and what I would say is don't be afraid of failing forward So for our entire lives together and individually, we have gone after things that seem impossible and they seem very, very, very scary. And we have failed. We have failed thousands of times. And Mm -hmm. through failing, we have succeeded because if you don't fail and if if you're not open to failing, you'll never learn. And you'll never learn things that will continue to propel you further and further and further and further on your journey. So I would say stay open stay focused and do not be afraid to fail forward
0: it's fantastic advice Thanks. you want to wrap yeah. up with some fun questions yeah yeah, yeah so let's do uh have you ever been stuck on an elevator either together or separately Ooh.
2: i wish we would i wish we you were wish. i've never yeah. been right. you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> just think of all the fun things <laughs> right, i think songs. i was
1: i had a uncle who is a Priest here in the area, Saint Hedwig's out on the west side. Okay, yeah. And I, uh, but there, he was at Saint Albert's <laughs> before there, and I think they had a, a, a elevator in the rectory, and I think we, as kids, we got stuck in that one, and I remember we had to hit like the emergency thing, and you know, I think that was the only time I was ever stuck in an elevator, but.
0: You guys ride a lot of elevators, in it? Yeah, we, we do, do we, we do. And never so, been
1: stuck? Never. Never, never. But that's a, I've I, never I actually been asked that question. I don't no. ride them at all. That's why I ask. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't mess with elevators. I will take the Have centers. you ever been stuck? No, know? I played in no. <laughs> that yeah.
1: Russian roulette.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't. You probably yeah, are not so, a big gambler either. Yeah. <laughs> that, <yeah>. uh, oh. <laughs> that's illegal in Indiana. So <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you saying that you wish you would get stuck is just, i mean what if i'm
2: always up for like an adventure
0: that would be an adventure might have to dive your way out of the true colors (laughs) you gotta see that there
1: you
0: go uh sam sent in a question on facebook uh he wanted to know he actually has two questions first one is a couple of your favorite places in south bend Mm -hmm. like when you're in town to make sure to hit
2: Rocco's, the grotto the purple porch
0: Oh, man. Eddie's that's a heavy heavy weight of a list. That's a good list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the yeah. first uh,
1: to come Oh, man. Oh,
2: I got one that yep. we love. Lang Lab, they have the coffee shop, Zen. Zen, yeah. Uh, and specifically, mm-hmm. Violet Sky Chocolate. Chocolate yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out all to my the, friend all there. All the hot spots, yeah. Oh, so good. Those are like, that's yeah, where we go. like,
1: gosh, I- I mean, I like to cruise on the on the south side when I can because that's where I was from. Just mm-hmm. anything on... whole um, minor
2: food, by the way. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong
1: with that. A lot of emotional journeys have ended at Potato Creek State Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, so many I have times, family from North Liberty, so I'm very familiar. With you know, oh, I, I say I was actually technically considered a county boy because we grew up, if you actually look up the just south of Kern, you know, it's kind of like that's the gray mm-hmm. territory. Yeah. Are you from Lakeville? Are you from South Bend? But, um, but yeah, so I think that like going back there and, um, you know, and just, yeah, just cruising around anywhere on the South side and seeing all the things that are developing in South Bend and... Yeah, that'd probably be my one. My my, obviously growing up playing golf, love getting back to Erskine. If we can get on there, Elbel. You know, my thing is always support the local parks, support your uh, community. That's one of the things that we always talk about. One mile is one of our songs on our new documentary, and it always talks about you know go out and do things in your community because that's what uh, that's what changes people's lives is the mile within where you live. And uh, yeah, we try to go to those places. But okay, there's one more
2: place I want to say the juice (laughs) place that we love. It's uh, it's in Granger. Uh, simply pressed, juicery, yeah, yep. delicious. Yeah. Like their acai
0: is amazing. He also had a question um, favorite animal, and you can't say cat or dog.
1: Mmm, panda.
0: panda. That's good. I just saw a trailer for a documentary called Panda or Pandas. Have you seen this? No. It looks pretty good. Really? I, mean, I wasn't a panda guy before, <laughs> yeah. but maybe after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah it it panda out. and killer whales. I don't know why. Is it
2: bad yeah. that you said favorite animal? I thought of a butterfly. <laughs> that counts.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a living thing, it's not a it's cat. An or insect. Dog. It's an a broader <laughs> but, general animal um, kingdom thing.
1: Gosh,
2: animals. Oh man. I mean, I immediately thought of our little rescue dog Wilco, but can't that doesn't count. Um animal, animal. Uh probably a bird. Uh like a little songbird. Okay. A cardinal. Red cardinal. A cardinal. Okay. Mm,
1: state bird, wow. as that a Cubs fan, a I guess. don't yeah. I don't love that <laughs> answer, but yeah, as an Indian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's
0: do um would you rather be transported permanently five hundred years into the future or past?
1: Mm, five hundred years. Wait, that pass,
2: pass would, would be rough. rough. Hold on, five hundred years.
0: Five hundred years. So I'm not a mathematician, but it's a while. Ago. Future could be rough though, too. Yeah, I mean, people get out of jail after forty years. And you, have you seen Shawshank? The Brooks yeah. here. Oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that could be an woo, issue too. Yeah. That you was could, forty years. Oh man, five hundred years in the future. Whoa. Oh, man. You oh. would kind of run things in the past.
1: I mean, you did. That's true. You'd yeah. be like, oh, I have this idea. It's called internet. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wait, oh, wait, hold on. That's 500. Maybe 50, yeah. but you know. Oh, no, man. But, um, no, seriously. This is a tough you know. question. Yeah, you need, yeah, you need electricity. <laughs> yeah, you need electricity. <laughs> yeah, you need electricity. You need some basic things. You'd be <laughs> like, they'd be all, yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, I mean, the, the uncertainty of what's coming is. is I'll go scary for the future. The I'll okay. go for the future.
2: I want to go for the past, but I don't because it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, why yeah. I, I think that I consider myself to be a trailblazer and I think that would be lame to say the past, but I'm I've always been fascinated with the past. So there's like the curiosity of wanting to go back and to be like what the heck was going on 500 years ago and the simplicity of that
1: but also like after the fact a that day. and then but it's then like I was like I camping yeah, I can't, yeah. You know, after a day yeah. yeah but, but
2: then I thought eh, like I'd was, rather be like trailblazing the future Yeah. I so,
1: would say future. regardless of anything I do believe in human progress so I would have to say future as well okay. just based on the fact that you would hope that 500 years from now will be yeah. more towards you know whatever human progress is yeah whatever uh, it is it closer. is it'll yeah. be closer yeah. to that okay. yeah
0: the follow-up question is kind of similar is would you rather have all the information you currently have and be back at 18 years old mm-hmm. or I just give you a million dollars cash mm. whoa have all the information I have at and be 18 yeah so you can Gosh, start Uber even... or wh- whatever. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like you have all the information you have right now and you wake up back your 18 year old self and whatever year that was tomorrow Or I can just give you a million dollars cash. I take a million dollars. I take
2: a million dollars. And the reason why is because I don't think I'd want to go. I think I love the process and the metamorphosis of life, so I don't think I'd want to redo yeah, I don't think I'd want to I don't think I'd want that. I'm a musician
1: through and through in the last, when I was eighteen to when I'm now has not been a good time in the music, <laughs> music industry. So I doubt I would go back because even if I knew everything, I don't know if I would have developed, you know, I don't know and I don't even know. So I'd have to say I'd take the million dollars. Two million
0: dollars. Two million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't know because man. Covers the unity yeah, tour. Yeah, covers good the rent. <laughs> I, I would ditch music and do whatever's been <laughs> successful.
2: I don't know. That's, that's a like cool. these, are a these are great I I did, questions These are great. questions I
0: have one more. This one. Yeah. Uh, just kind of basic. What is your favorite part about living in Brooklyn? Mm. So we recently went back yeah. over Christmas, and like my wife. Multiple times on the trip, she's like, I just don't think I'm gritty enough for New York. But uh, it was a lot of fun. But I really liked Brooklyn. We went to uh, yeah. Borough Park. Yeah. Borough Park. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I loved that area. That we're was doing, so cool. Uh,
2: we're actually performing there uh, in two weeks for the Five Borough Bike Tour. They have stages and yeah. indie bands perform. So that was my first time in that isn't area. Isn't it gorgeous? It was so cool. Oh, yeah. man. Favorite part. I would say the simplicity of – so – Kind of going back 500 years, but being in the future, the way it's built, it's very much built like what I would assume South Bend would have looked like in 1950. So the streets, oh, see, yeah, good point. and yeah. the people are all living in you know on top of each other and you have your cafe below and the bakery next door and then right up the street is the park and all the families are in the park and but not only that families friends single people with puppies and not puppies and walking their cats and homeless people and it's it's like everyone's like there's like a birthday party in the park and it's like that's where you do it in your backyard if you lived in suburbia but everyone's like that is everyone's like backyard so i love the community element and uh i just love all the people that we've met they're very inspiring and it pushes us to be better people
1: Yeah, I think one of the great things about New York City is like, you just look at like the subway system, regardless of income, status, whatever, when you jump on the subway, it's everybody is everybody and it's humanity right there in that for good or for bad uh, in that moment. And so I love that part of New York City where you just you get those moments where everybody's in it together. And if Mm -hmm. something were to go wrong, you or, you know, and, and it doesn't often, but if things go wrong, you know, you have to work it you are right there with everybody and everybody has to work it out Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter about a lot of things don't matter in those moments you realize it's the you know the politics the things that so many things that we get caught up in and in those moments you can just return back to being human and that's one of the things that drove us in our learning in the unity collective but also helped us with our songwriting, and um, you know, because so much happens within a small, you know, within your block, within your apartment complex, it's like so much of life is occurring right there. And that's been inspirational for our music. And that's probably my favorite part is just seeing how humanity can come together. And it's such chaos, but it's not chaos. It's control. It's, it's like your body. You yeah. know, your body no, like, What's not, going on in here? It feels, it's It's amazing to be part of something that feels chaotic, but you know that it's not. Like everybody knows where they're going. Everybody well, has. Actually, you know, it's not like people are just like. I mean, there are people just wondering being like i don't know where i'm going and you know somebody has to help them out but for the most part the city continues to just move 24 hours a day and that just blows my mind and
2: that's a good lead-in to two things that are happening uh this month so on april 25th which is not only my birthday shameless plug (laughs) but we're dropping a single brand new single called ceasefire That'll be on our new record, which is dropping in full this fall. And then next month, we're dropping another new single called One Mile. And we're really excited about that because that song was written after all 50 states were completed. And we like to think of that song as the entire thesis of that full year of going to all 50 states on the unity collective and the whole concept is together we rise apart we fall and it's this idea that if you wake up in the morning and you focus on the people that are at your table and if you focus on the people who are right next door to you within one mile of your house if every human did that on the planet that the world would be a much better place and that's how we build unity is one dinner table one community at a time and if Mm -hmm. we can all focus on that individually instead of oh everything's falling apart what do i do i'm so oh i'm so Oh, oh, I don't have much power. I can't change the world. No, you can change the world. You have to start at your dinner table. You have to start by saying hi to your next door neighbor and being like, hey, how are you doing? Why don't you come over? We're going to do a potluck this week on our block. Like, start within one mile. If everyone could do that, the world would be a much better place. I love it.
0: Yeah. And is there anything else you want to plug before I uh, let you get out of here? You mentioned the documentary. <sighs> yeah, so oh, yes. we're literally
1: yeah. on our way. We, uh, we leave this interview and we drive to Cleveland. We've been working now since 2016 on the documentary, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of hours debates questions it's a it's a full team of people working on it and so we we have a voice but we're trying everybody has a voice in the in the creation because we're kind of bringing people together to create it and so we cannot wait that'll be out this fall we don't know in we'll what do a way, soft shape, launch this fall
2: but we wanted this is the cool part so when we did the unity collective it was 2016 and now it's gonna be 2020. So we're yeah. getting ready to drop it as a full cycle awesome. is gone.
1: Yep, so we're really excited for that. And um, yeah, just keep your fingers crossed and then hopefully it will be out this fall and we, uh, we're we working day and night. So there's not for a lack of effort, but uh, it's life. So it's not always linear, but <laughs> it'll get to where it needs to get to and then we'll bring it to the world and we're excited for that. And we'll have a showing in South Bend for sure. Uh, TBA on that. But.
2: And then the final thing I'd like to mention is so obviously the new record drops this fall. Singles are coming out once a month with music videos. We're really excited. We're going to have our first ever animated cartoon music video dropping cool. in next month in May, and that's for One Mile. And um, the final thing on all that is uh, I'm also doing a women's retreat. It's my second annual. It's called Wild Wondrous Women anyone uh you can check that out wild wondrous and that's gonna be super awesome because it's a 100 percent digital detox happening in northern michigan on lake michigan and uh, there's workshops and yoga and plant-based food and it's
0: how long is the digital detox it's
2: three and a half days which Ooh. If you can imagine people when you come when the women come they check in their all technology into a lock box and they get that when they leave and it's one of the not even a
0: peak over the three and a half days oh not pot no no this is
2: this is for the adventures because the thing that it's cool about this is that it's you're literally submersed in the most beautiful stunning pristine Mm -hmm. nature you can ever see in your life and you're on lake michigan so it's like you're in the most beautiful place on the planet. And uh, you're with all these really supportive women. And the whole goal is to encourage women to live the grandest version of their greatest self. So every workshop is towards that, but it's all fun. Like you're laughing, there's bonfires, there's dancing, there's s'mores, Mm -hmm. there's singing, and it's all, Delicious meals that are provided—they're all plant-based, so it's a full—it's just a great time. Three
0: and a half days sounds like a long time, but I can't imagine how good I'd feel—not like waking up day three. It's like I haven't had no no anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Think about yeah.
2: When you check out like that, it's like all your anxiety just drips away, and you can actually focus on taking care of yourself and having fun and
0: laughing again and all that good stuff. That's awesome. And where can everybody find uh, you on social media?
1: Yeah, Facebook.com/backslash thebergamot uh, thebergamot.com um, Instagram thebergamot uh, and bergamot's B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T with uh, the word the in front of it. Yeah, with the word the, and uh, we'll leave that one. But uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> making some assumptions, but I think we're uh, the uh, it's just the bergamot, and then um, yeah, and then uh, and then the
2: documentary is called State of the Unity, State of the Unity, and yeah, yeah, of Unity. Of Unity. that'll drop in the
0: fall. And we'll put all these links in the show notes. making awesome. it nice and easy yeah. on everybody. And I want to thank you for coming back to South Bend. Yeah, Coming back course, to the home time us. for a while. And making some time to pop in here and record this. Uh, yeah. really appreciate it. Course, we appreciate you, for you hope you. you had a good time. Oh, we did. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Shine on. Well,
1: there I right with you. It's nothing new like an old cartoon. scope, I see our lives In my eyes I know We'll be alright